Welcome back to the 150K Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Graham, where we help you go take your dreams to six figures and beyond. Today, I'm with Richard Kaufman. Now, we just met Richard through a mutual friend, Eric Allen, a really good guy. I know we both kind of know him, but for my audience and really for me, tell me a little bit about yourself and what you what you do. Well, I'll give you a quick down and dirty. Uh, I am a 23-year veteran of the United States Army, uh, recovering drug addict, 30 years, 33 years clean. Congrats. Um, 80% blind, so if you guys can see me, I can't see you. But um, And now everything that I've been through with, from the drug addiction to alcoholism, homelessness, being thrown out of the military for the first time, and then getting back in and getting hurt on duty. Now I host a podcast that's a top-rated podcast. Uh, we're, I think we're in the top 1% of the world right now nice. to where we, we talk to six, seven, eight, nine-figure earners. And we talk to anybody that has an amazing story that has been through hell and has come back. And, that, and that's what I'm all about. I'm all about helping people struggle if they're struggling in life or in business. Because especially now with COVID, a lot of people had to pivot or shut their businesses down. So now that's why I mostly have those gentlemen on like John Lee Dumas and people like that to where they can help people that are struggling with their business take it to the next level no that's awesome i appreciate that first thank you for your service um i commend you there and that's a cool story so let's dig it dig into your story a little bit so okay. you said you've been 33 years clean from yeah I got clean. Correctly? yeah i got clean at the age of 20 uh, what happened was i i i bartended for somebody and he happened to be a police officer and um, everything was going great. And then I started drinking. And then eight hours later, he comes knocking on the door with three of his buddies coming to lock me up because I robbed a place. Oh, wow. Uh, I, I, I gave away like $2,000 worth of free drinks and had like five grand in my pocket. Mm-hmm. And he said, uh, you know, you're 20 years old. You know, you live in Jersey. If you go to jail, you're going to be somebody's bitch. So he said, you know, if you get my money back in 24 hours and if you got to go to 90 meetings of AA in 90 days, I hit like 300 meetings in a row and I haven't had a drink since 1989. So now I'm just that old guy now. <laughs> no, but that's good because I think sometimes things happen for us. Like that was not a fun experience, I'm sure, but it's gotten you to the p- person you are today with doing the podcast, with helping people. Um and all with that. So what, because um, you said with your podcast that you talk to six-figure earners, and this is Kyle, the 150K podcast, we talk about a lot of different ways to, you know, design the life you want. So it's not just about making money. Making money is a byproduct. Give us some uh, examples of how you help people. Because I, I, like you said, you talk about people, about their stories and all. What would have been some things that, that have stood out to you with like the people that have bettered their lives or have hit their dreams? Oh, well, I mean, just for instance, I'm not a big name dropper because it really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of life. But, you know, my friend John Lee Dumas, everybody knows JLD, um, you know, gets a million downloads a month. He generates $150,000 a month. But most people don't know that he was a tank commander in Iraq and he lost four of his guys and he went through some serious depression and PTSD. And he had to come back from that. So he actually told his story about how he came back. And he just when he started to get when he got out of the military, he just couldn't find his niche. He couldn't find what his passion was until he found podcasting. And then now all of a sudden, he's the big dog that he is. But it all became to that pivoting to that, you know, today, I decide making a decision to change and not being the same person you know, that you were and going to be the person that you want to be. And, and so let's talk a little bit more on that, because a lot of people want to change, but but maybe they don't know how to change or maybe they've tried and they failed. So like if I came to you and said, hey, Richard, you know what, I, I'm just dealing with this stuff and I need to change. What would you what would be some steps or some ideas you would give me to move forward with that? Well, first, I would tell you my come to Jesus moment story. 
Um, and if you don't mind me telling it oh, real quick, because yeah, it, it, it's who I am today and what made me today. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, in a little backdrop, you know, where I'm sitting right now, if I go out on my front porch, I'm overlooking the Twin Towers where they once stood. And this is where I grew up. And we all knew people that were in the towers that day. And I was in the military about to be thrown out for the second time for, for being an asshole, mm -hmm. not being a drunk, but being an asshole. And something broke in me that day. And I actually cried out to the Lord. I said, Lord, give me another chance so I can help people that can't help themselves. And that's when my whole life started over again. But I, for me, the three most important words are the English language are today I decide. Because once you make a decision, then all you have to do is act upon it. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people just are afraid to make that decision. You know, everybody's ran over a squirrel. And the reason why most squirrels get run over is because they don't make a decision. Instead of going left or going right, they sit there and they get ran over. Yeah. So I think a lot of people are afraid to make a decision because then they know once I make that decision, I got to act upon it. So one, if you came to me and said, you know, Rich, I, I'm tired of, you know, sick and tired and sick and tired. Well, is your pain enough to cause you to change? Or are you just going to stick, stay in the pain? Because yeah. if your pain's if your pain is not uh, painful enough, you're not going to move. There's no reason for you to move. So that's when you just got to make that decision. You know, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. And and then the next thing I would say is, you know, find a mentor. You know, find find the people that somebody that you want to be. You know, not exactly, but somebody you want to pattern. You want what they have, mm -hmm. and definitely start. You know. De devouring whatever they're doing you know what i mean so for me i wanted to be you know ed Milet is my biggest mentor you know i always wanted you know that's my my goal is to have a show like ed Milet or john lee so i the first year or two i just devoured everything you know because because then, then you eventually you'll start you know they say you, you know jim Rohn says you are the average of the five people you hang out with the most and your mind doesn't know the difference whether they're there physically right, or just in your ear. Yes. So a lot of time is just, you know, you got to start finding different friends or what I say, you know, sometimes you got to do some of the subtraction and start getting rid of some negative people in your life. Yeah. Oh, no, so, I'm 100%. Yeah. So, that you know, that's what I would say. The first two things are, you know, where do you want to go? And then, you know, like John Leeds talked to me, you know, he taught me um, and something, you know, I've had 380 episodes and I just found out who my avatar was last month. Wow. You know, because he says, you know, went from his books, you know, he said, you got to go an, an inch wide, but you got to go a mile deep. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, if, if you're not, if you're talking to everybody, you're talking to nobody. And even though I had 300 episodes, I only had like 7,000 downloads. And in the last 30 days, we've had 100,000 downloads. Because and you it's all that part, yeah. Because it's, I know who I'm talking to. I know, you know, I know my people now. I know who, you know, who, and I actually gave a name to the, to the guy who, who my avatar is. So that makes it more real, whatever I do. Like when I, before I came on here, I prayed. I said, Lord, you know, let me be able to touch somebody that's listening. And help me help Craig. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it, gives, it puts a face to it. So it knows that I'm just not talking to you know anybody. I love that. Like you just dropped a ton of wisdom there. So I'm going to kind of recap what you said. And maybe we'll dig in a little bit deeper. So we'll just go right from there. You mentioned Craig. So I'm assuming Craig is your avatar. That's the person that you want to impact. You feel your podcast, your thing impacts. You said something that was really important. Your faith matters. Your faith is what's brought you through the whole thing. The other thing you said that I really liked was the people you surround yourself with. And you don't have to be in the same room as them right now. But like you listen to the Ed Milets, the whoever it is that you, you know, want to be with and then getting around people that will lift you up. All those are huge and like key things that I think people just, you know, miss. Like, so let, let, let's go to faith first, because you, you, you touched on that. And, and, and I'm a Christian as well. I'm a man of faith. I like that. Um, how important has that been 
guiding you through like the this whole journey you've called life? Well, um, the first one I ever remember faith is, you know, like I said, I lived here in New Jersey and and one year, 1977, I think it was, Jimmy Swagger came here and my, my mother took me to Giant Stadium. And, mm-hmm. and that was the first time I ever heard anything about faith. And then, you know, I kind of veered off until I, um, I met a guy named Nicky Cruz. Mm-hmm. I know who that is. He kind of, Teen Challenge kind of changed my ways of thinking. Yep. So, but then it seems like, you know, like even like when I got hurt on duty, you know, I never wore my helmet except for that day. I believe that God kept me around for a reason. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, when I wake up every morning and my eyes open, I say, Lord, you know, whatever you want, I'm going to do, I'm going to follow whatever you want. So I'm your vessel, you know, I'm willing to put in the work, but you know, you're in charge of the results. So I think faith for me, faith is, has a lot to do with it. Cause you know, there is a God in my eyes and I'm not him. Yes. So, no, I'm, with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. And I think, I think it plays a lot. And like people may use different terms about it, but it's still the same, the same thing. If you know, what is it that's going to be your moral compass? What is this going to drive you forward when it gets hard, when it gets tough? Um, and then you also mentioned being like Ed Milet as well. And the end of the other men or the other uh, person you mentioned with that, um, are you wanting to eventually like, have you asked him to be on your podcast yet? Or are you trying to get him on there? Or I have. Um, now, when I got, I got, uh, became blind last, on my birthday last year. And it was the same month that he actually invited me to come down to, uh, uh, to fly out on his jet uh-huh. to meet, meet him out in uh, South Carolina and go to one of his events. But obviously I couldn't fly because of my eyes, but uh, we're, we're, we're still in contact. Um, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk has been a big part of my life. He's, uh, I met him, had lunch. Mm-hmm. He acts, he's the one that actually started the whole comeback coach thing. So it's Gary's fault. Uh, but you know, a, a lot of people that I think, you know, a lot of people get dissuaded because they're like, wow, these guys are big guys, but they don't realize that, you know, I'm a big wrestling fan. I've always been a wrestling fan, mm-hmm. you know, that you got, well, if you're a wrestler, you got to start out as the opening match. Yep. yep. And eventually you mm-hmm. might. Move up. The yep. So, you know, what I'm doing now is I'm, I'm actually, you know, I'm big on LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn. You know, I've got 25, over 25,000 connections, but I'm slowly building myself. My friends are their friends. So it's kind of like, I'm, I'm kind of just getting into that circle to where, you know, having people like John Lee Dumas, Miss Sharon Lecter's coming on next week, you know, having people like that to, and then, so, cause then nobody wants to go cold, you know, Ed Milet's going to just not go on anybody's show, mm-hmm. but once they say, wait a minute, your friends with, you know, JLD, your friends with Tony Watley, mm-hmm. you know, then it, it starts to move. But a lot of people think, you know, that's, they think um, I'm going to become successful quick. And that's why the average podcast doesn't last past 13 episodes. Yeah. Yeah. I found that out. It's actually kind of interesting because this, I think you're going to be episode 47, 47. I have a few that are already um, done. I do them a little bit ahead of time. That way I can get them moving forward. Well, Um, just like, no, I listened to 16 episodes before mine. Nice. So your numbers should start going a little bit. I appreciate I, that. I, I, I do. You know, because I want to know, you know, your, the way you talk. And, you know, I think it's important if you're going to be on somebody's show to at least get to know them mm-hmm. and what their style is like. And a lot of people, when they get on a show, sometimes it's like crickets. You're like, oh, my God, yeah. is it ever going to end? And in some shows, you're just like shooting the shit for an hour, you know? Yeah. And I love those shows. Like, I, if you listen to any of the first 10, they were more scripted. And then after that, they started getting better. And now it's just more organic. Cause like in the beginning, I was new. I didn't know what I was doing. And I'm just like going to town. And then now I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm just going to have conversations with people and see where it goes. I just well, like my show. Um, it's going to be like two friends having a cup of coffee. So nobody ever brings. A questions to their friends when they're gonna have a cup of coffee, not, right? Not at all. 
So, that, you know, and everything flows easily because you never know where it's going to go. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, I like that. But you did mention something else here again, and I liked it. You mentioned about some of the people that you surround yourself with and the connections that you make. Like I, uh, when you mentioned Sharon Lecter, I have a relationship, a slight one with Gregory. So like there's always this weird interacting connections that, and the thing I think a lot of people forget is there are people like me and you. They may be more successful than we are right now. They've done a lot of stuff, so I'm not taking that away from them. But if you're sitting there having a cup of coffee with them, like you said, you're going to, if you treat them like normal people, it's going to work. It's going to be fine. It's when you're like, uh, uh, Richard, can I ask you that? Then that doesn't work. Well, you know, for me, you know what I think of is, you know, cause like I knew I was going to be interviewing Sharon, uh, cause rich dad, poor dad, it was the first financial book I ever bought. So, and I've always been in awe of her and Robert. But, you know, knowing that she just had a, a book came out in 2019 with Greg Reed, mm-hmm. I want yeah. to make sure that I purchased it, read it. So I know what, you know, when we start talking, they know that I'm taking an interest in what they're doing. It's not just what you can do for me. It's, you know, I want to take an interest in what Sharon is doing and help promoting what she's doing. And I think a lot of podcast hosts screw that up because they think, you know, they want it, what's in it for me instead it should be what's in it for your guests yeah you know, you know what I'm saying? yeah no that makes sense it makes perfect sense because the more you can get into the world and talk to them about things that they love the more that they are going to bring value to your podcast but you also just gave a little key thing i think that a lot of people forget if you're able to reach out to people and touch them and impact the world and connect with them in a way they're more likely to come on your podcast so, I mean, there's, you had hit like two fold right there. Like, I know the reason you came on my podcast is because me and Eric and you and Eric are friends. That was a referral reference type of thing, which is great. And now we're friends. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Now it just grows. It just blossoms. Yeah. Yep. And it just builds, which is, which is awesome. <clears throat> um, so let me ask you this, because I know when we were talking beforehand, you said that you wear a hat on every podcast you go on. Yep, or else I will not wear it. Uh, I mean, I will not go on the show. Not because I'm bald, obviously. But um, I've actually been invited on the top five podcasts in the world. They said, you got to wear a shirt and tie. And I was like, all right, well, guess I can't do it. Um, the reason why I do it, you know, once I, I started my foray into helping people, which was about six, now it's about almost seven years Um me and my wife, my bride, you know, I love my bride. She's my best friend. Um, we went out for dinner and we went to go see uh, American Sniper. Mm-hmm. And the movie like, really hit hard, hit me hard. And I actually sat in the back of the movie theater and cried. And Chris's story got me so emotional. When I got home, I got in touch with Chris's wife. And I said, uh, you know, your husband... You know, he was a great soldier. Yeah, you know, he was a great sniper and all that. But he gave his life to help somebody struggling with PTSD. Mm-hmm. So from now on, any show I go on, I'm going to wear a hat in honor of Chris. And I'm going to talk about him. But also the reason why I wear it and, and I talk about it, because I want people to know that if you're out there, there are people like Chris, people like myself, that are willing to take bullets for you if we have to until you get strong enough. So just let, let people know that you're never alone. There are people out there that are willing to help you and take the take the arrows for you until you can get strong again. So that's why I do it in, in honor of Chris, but also, you know, to let people know that they're not alone. I know it's not a business thing, but, you know, that that's part of who I am. No, I love that. because. But here's the thing. Business is great, but relationships matter. For me, like I'm a relationship person, like in my sales job and whatever I do, I'm more about relationship. The business will come into play. So I commend you for that. Um, yeah, thank you for that. That's great. I actually have another buddy I'm going to introduce you to. I had him on my show. His name is Nick Wingo. He actually does it for uh, firefighters with PTSD, stuff yeah. that they deal with because they deal with some certain things here that I didn't even, it didn't click in my head. Yeah. So, but yeah, yeah no, I'm, very I, big on, I'm very big on helping veterans, um, first responders, police officers. Because we're all doing this, we're all, t- you know, it's all in the same thing. You know, we're all dealing with the same issues. It's mm-hmm. just you know, one is the thin green line, and the other one's a thin blue line. 
but it's all the same shit. Yeah. Yeah. And it's crazy because like when I talked to him, I didn't even know this because when I thought firefighters, I just thought fires only. But I forgot that they go to the accidents. They go to the domestic abuse kids. They they do stuff that like it just didn't click in my head. So, yeah, Yeah. like I'm with you there, like 100 percent support that. Um, Do you have any places you refer people to for PTSD or anything that like connections that way or? Oh, you know, a lot of people will come in and sometimes it's like somebody will reach out to me. Like I got somebody that reached out to me. He's like, bro, I'm, I'm three days sober. I'm struggling. And I'm just like, just call me, you know, I'm there for you. Um, it's something simple like that. 80% of the time people just need somebody to listen. Mm-hmm. And my motto is, and I know if people hear it a lot, I'd rather listen to your bullshit than your eulogy. Yep. I'm with you. You know, so a lot, of, but now if somebody says, you know what, I'm struggling, um, I, I, I'm attempting, I want to attempt to suit, I'm thinking about attempting suicide. That's when I'll find somebody in their area and yeah. get them up to wherever they need to go. But 80% of the time, it's just somebody saying, I'm lonely. I need somebody to talk to. And it's hard for me to talk to a civilian because they never picked up that weapon. Right. You know, yep. and for me, you know, you know, all the people that I've talked to now over 300 episodes, um, when an adult acts out, it's usually because of trauma from a childhood. And then you add military and alcohol to the mix. And now all of a sudden it becomes the perfect storm. Yeah. And nobody tells you how to get out of the perfect storm unless they've been there. So I'm that kind of guy that's willing to reach down there and help pull you out of the perfect storm. If I And I don't BS anybody. If I don't know somebody, if I don't have the answer, I'll find somebody who's got the answer. No, that's perfect. I love that. I, and I think that's important in business and life and whatever you do. If you can't, if you don't have the answer, refer them to someone that does. I mean, that, that makes perfect sense. Um, so what is the name of your podcast? Because like I always put this in the middle. I hate doing that thing when people drop off. But what is the name of your podcast and where can people find you? Well, well, now I am a low tech redneck, so I'm just going to let you know that um, I started a podcast. It was called Success Your Why, Powers Your How. Never thought about getting it on um, iTunes until I had like 250 episodes. And then they're like, there's no way we're going to put you back on. So I had to start a new podcast. So I it just I've only I think I'm 89 episodes in. Mm-hmm. It's called uh, Vertical Momentum Resiliency Podcast. And, and it has, you know, for people that are struggling in life and in business, because some people, you know, might be struggling in business, but their life is good. Or some people might be struggling in life, but they're crushing it in business. So it kind of helps everybody. And I have everybody on there from athletes to psychologists, doctors, um, you name it. I've had them on there because you, you'll never know who is struggling in 80% of the people are struggling with things that we don't even know about. So it's nice for them to be able to go to a show. Like I did a show today about people that were struggling with cancer, mm-hmm. you know, cause you don't know what anybody's going through. So for me, it's resiliency can go, like I said, in life and in business. And usually if business is, is suffering, they're suffering in their personal life too. Yeah. So it all goes together. You know what I mean? Success for people that are successful, they're usually successful in their life. They're successful in their marriages, their kids, and business. Because usually if you fail at the bit, the life part, you're pretty much going to screw up the business part somewhere down the road. So that's that. It's called Vertical Momentum uh, Resiliency Podcast. No, that's perfect. That's perfect. So let's talk a bit more about relationship. I, you mentioned you have a wife and all. How long have you been married? Married 12 years, but she knew we've known each other uh, since 1986. Oh, wow. So we've known she was my first girlfriend. Very and cool. she knew me when I was a wild child. She knew me when I was a 16 year old alcoholic. And now she knows me, you know, now that I'm sober and we got uh, three beautiful children now. So she's my everything. And, and she literally has my blind side because when we walk together, I can't see it in my right eye. So she always walks on my right side. So she literally has my blind side. Wow. No, that's very cool. That's very cool. I've been married 20 years. So 
to my high school sweetheart, pretty much. Well, my youth group sweetheart, because I met her at church and at school. But yeah, no, I love that. There you go. I see? Love that. And you said you have three kids. Yep, I got a, a seven. Uh, actually, he's nineteen. He's actually kicking butt at Coastal Carolina. I, I got a, a seventeen-year-old, a sixteen-year-old boy who turned seventeen in January. He's on the uh, what? What is it? The honor roll? I mean, he's on like the dean, the dean's list. And then I got a nine-year-old baby girl. So she's keeping me. She's hell on wheels. So she's <laughs> keeping me on my toes. <laughs> That's awesome. We're similar. So like, I have a nineteen-year-old daughter who's in college. Um, I have a 16-year-old son and then a seven-year-old daughter. So See, we're, we're, we're right there. We are like pretty close, pretty close. But I've not served in the military. That, that I have not done. I've done other stuff, but not that. Yeah, we're definitely going to talk about that on that. We're going to dig deep in your past. <laughs> but today's yeah. about you. No. <laughs> well, they, you know, they call me the, the, Joe, the Joe Rogan of G.I. Joe's. So. Nice. I like Rogan. I like G.I. Joe, too. Yeah. <laughs> so um <clears throat> let me ask you this you've been around a lot of successful people and you've helped people out how did you well how did you even switch the podcast because you said you weren't even in the podcast like you had this podcast but you really weren't doing it like on itunes and all that what made you make that shift one one day, like I said, I, I actually got to meet Gary V. Have lunch with him, and and um, I I was just like, you know what, you know, I can't see, so it's not like I can go out and get a regular job. So uh, I was really down in the dumps, and my uh, my amigos, my friends, you know, they said, "Bro, you're the comeback coach. You're not going to come back from this." And I was like, "Ah." Oh. You got me. Yep. <laughs> I had to figure out, all right, what what else can I do to help inspire people? Even if I can't leave my house, you know, during, you know, being blind and during COVID. And then I just started, uh, I started taking courses. I took, you know, a couple of courses on, um, on podcasting. And then I'm like, oh, so this is the way you do it. And, and, and I was, and I had some friends that are podcasters, you know, and I bought their courses. But then, you know, they also helped me. Well, this is how you do this. You know, this is how you get it onto iTunes. And I was because I was so afraid. I was, I was so afraid of technology. I mean, I've only gone to video the last week on my podcast. Now we use StreamYard. Mm -hmm. But I was afraid of it. For some reason, I've always been afraid of technology. But then sometimes you just got to say F it and, and go for it. So I just decided to go for it. And then it kind of started just growing and, you know, getting sponsors. I got like 20 sponsors on the show and it just kept growing and growing and growing to where, to where now it's becoming, I'm praying every day, you know, we have, you know, like you said, we've had 120,000, you know, downloads. And I keep saying, Lord, Lord, just let me get in one more person's ear. Mm -hmm. If I could just get in one more person's ear. So that's what, that's how it all became, you know, became about me starting to get, to get serious about it. Because, you know, when you talk to a guy like John Lee, you know, and he says, you know, you know, I'm making, you know, 150 grand a month off of it. If I can make 10 grand off a month, month off it, I'd be all right. Yeah. So it kind of gave me a little bit more hope and a little bit more kick in the ass when you actually meet people that are actually doing it. Mm -hmm. You know, so that, that's where that all started. But I still love it because even when you said that, you know, like, you know, the money is great, but you're like, but if I can get in one more person's ear. And that's what I really am starting to like more as we talk and get to know each other a little bit more, Richard, is you have a heart to help people. So I wanted to yeah. commend you for that because I can see that in how you respond when you answer questions or say stuff. Um, and the funny thing, because you were talking about technology and all, I do videos, but like I didn't put up the videos. I normally just put up the uh, podcast part. And my son kept asking me going, hey, can I do a YouTube channel for you? Hey, can I do a YouTube channel for you? And I'm like, finally, I'm like, well, sure, go ahead. You can do a YouTube channel for me. And I literally this he he literally this week started a YouTube channel for me, but thinking about different people respond to different avenues, you know, maybe they're not going to catch me on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And like with you with the videos and stuff, maybe they're not going to catch on that, but maybe YouTube or StreamYard or wherever you want to do that stuff. Yeah. You know, for me, you know, if I can just impact one person's life, then everything that I'm doing is worth it. Because, you know, like Jim Morrison said, the great poet, nobody gets out of here alive. 
And, you know, one thing that Gary Vaynerchuk taught me, if he's taught me nothing, is, you know, your legacy will always be more valuable than your currency. Mm-hmm. So I work towards legacy. How many people can I help in this lifetime? That's my goal is to help. My, you know, when I say, because, you know, I, I read this book uh, or listened to it. It was called, I think it was From Homeless to Billionaire. And the gentleman said, you know, the one thing he says, he talks to himself and he said, he says five different things to himself every day. And eventually, you know, like we all know when Napoleon Hill, you know, whatever you obsess over becomes your possessions. So I think self-talk is so important. So mm-hmm. in my mind every day, you know, at one point I was like, okay, we're going to help hundreds of thousands of people. Well, now the podcast hit a hundred thousand. So now it's like, we're going to help millions of people. Mm-hmm. And so that's my goal is, you know, you can't help a million people if you don't help Craig. Yep. So if I can help Craig, I can help the millions of people. You know? and, and that's so perfect um, it, because you are reaching so many people, but still making it feel like it's about them. And I, I really do like that. I'm going to have to figure out who my avatar person is now because it didn't click in my head until you mentioned that having a set person that I'm trying to reach. Like there's a lot of people want to help. But just having that like for me, I mean, but like you said, it's all because of, you know, JLD and his book. But I mean, I actually took like an hour and two, just sat down. You know, I mean, if you don't mind me going into it a sec- oh, for sure. a second, you know, who, who my avatar is. His name is Craig. He's a 45 year old veteran, family, married family of three, underemployed, but he wants to improve his life so his family can have a better life. But he's also struggling with. Uh, imposter syndrome and also a little bit of PTSD. So that's who Craig is for me. And anything that I do now, it's for him. And I even went on Facebook and I don't know who picture it was, but I took a picture of a guy with, you know, a wife and three kids. So now whenever I'm, you know, going on a show or having my own show, I actually look at the picture to say, you know, Craig, I'm going to try to help you out today. And it's helped me. I don't know if it'll help anybody else. But I think it, it helps me to, you know, narrow it down to know who I'm, I'm, I'm shooting at. Because in the military, they, they teach you instead of pray and spray, it's better to be a sniper. So if I can go after that one, you know, because like, like you said, Jim Rome says, you know, if you're talking to everybody, you're talking to nobody. And I think that was my thing. I was trying to help everybody and I wasn't reaching anybody. It, again, I love that. It goes back to, like you said, with COVID and everything that's happened, relationships matter, helping people, connecting with people. And that one person, you never know the ripple effect it happens. Like mm-hmm. you save people's lives. They maybe become the next Gary Vee or the next Richard Kaufman or whatever. They become that person. But if we're not willing to shine our light and reach out to them, they can't. You know, you know I, I had somebody ask me, um, you know, why do you do it? And it always comes out to that story, and I'm sure you've heard it, with a little, with a, an old man is walking down the beach, and he sees a little boy throwing, he's, he's, he's picking up the crabs and throwing them back in the water. And the old man walks off to, to the boy and said, stop being silly. And the little boy got a tear in his eye said, you know what, I can't save every one of them, but to this one fish, I just saved its whole life. Mm-hmm. I changed its whole life because of this one fish. So I can't save them all, but if I can save one, then we're going to change the world. Yeah. And, and that's what it's about. That's yeah. the thing I think most people, if they could grasp on that would be so much happier because if you can just change one life with your gifts, with your talents, you don't have to be Joe Graham. You don't have yeah. to be Gary Vee. You don't have to be anyone else. You have to just be you and be yeah. you're called to be and touch who you're supposed to touch. Yeah. I love that story, man. That story makes me happy every day. I think, you know, a lot of people, now I think a lot of people, like I, I just seen a couple things on, um, I'm in a lot of podcasters group, and I see all these people just quitting all the time. And, I, you know, people ask, well, why are you quitting? Well, I'm only having this many downloads or this many follows. And I tell them, listen, Jesus had 12 followers and he changed the world. Yeah. So don't worry about how many followers you have, how many downloads you get. If you just get that one person that listens to your episode, every day or every week then you're successful well and that's key that's key i trained this in sales with doing sales and with what i do people don't realize that it's not about 
having the big, big numbers all the time. It's about having the consistency and helping people and just being consistent because the work you do right now shows up in six months. So the podcast, maybe you release now, maybe you got five people that listen to it this week. What happens if a year from now, someone comes back and that podcast goes up and it touches a hundred more? You never know the impact it's going to have. It's just, we want it. I think we want it too fast. I think we're in such an instant gratification that if my podcast is not on the top podcast right now, well, I'm not going to keep doing it. And I think people need to realize that little is big. Let it build. Be true to you. You'll grow your audience if you do the right content, the right stuff, and you're genuine because you only want the people that are drawn to you. Yeah, and and you know one thing I'm a big I'm a big Miami Dolphins fan, unfortunately, but uh, I always hated Tom Brady. Because being a patriot, he always killed us. But he's a 20-year overnight success. Yeah. You know, he was picked number 199. Mm-hmm. He was picked Mr. Irrelevant. But, you know, now he's thrown over 600 touchdowns. Yeah. But he was a rookie. Mm-hmm. He said every, you know, every Hall of Famer was a rookie. Every, you know, you, you know but in order to be a, be a Hall of Famer, you got to be a rookie. You got to start. And I think a lot of people get that a paralysis of analysis and they just never start, you know? Yeah. yeah, they keep thinking about it. And to show you how loyal I am, I'm a Lions fan. So I'm ours is it proves my loyalty. So yeah, I do like I, Brady. I will say that. I was a, I was a big Lions fan when Barry was there. Yeah. Because Barry, you know, his father told him when he scored a touchdown and celebrated his first NFL touchdown, his father yelled at him and said, son act like you've been there before. Yep. And from that moment on, he just handed the ball to the referee. Oh, he was, yeah, all class. Oh, he was all class. So those are the kind of guys that I like. I like the classy people, you know, like Cal Ripken, Jake Jeter, people Mm -hmm. that have class about them. Act like you've been there. Yeah. Yeah. And I grew up in Michigan. So funny story here, because you mentioned Jeter. My uh, wife went to school with his sister because he was from Kalamazoo. Kalamazoo. Yep. Yep. So little weird connections that are just funny, but like, I'm with you on that. I think character matters. I think being who you are matters. And I think people can see what's real and what's not. And that's why people, you'll see some people succeed and do great. And you'll see some people be there for a moment that they flicker out. Yeah. I mean, like I'm a big, I'm a big Lakers guy, you know, and Kobe was, he was the guy that was shooting two hours before practice and shooting a thousand free throws after a game, yeah, because he wanted to be the best, you know. There and the guy I want, I would love to get his um, trainer to come on. I'm going to pick up his book on Audible next month. But he said, he said there were so many players in the NBA that were better physically than Kobe and Michael, but they weren't there mentally. They didn't have that, mm-hmm. you know. Like you said, intensity gets trumped by consistency yep. all the time. I'm reading his book right now. His name is slipping my mind. The book is called Relentless and Winnie. Those are the two books by him. And I can see his face, but yeah, like he was talking about. Yeah, I would would love to have get him on the show. That's going to be one of my next one of my next guys that I would love to have on because I would just love to get into the mind of Kobe. Yeah. And it is funny because I was reading the book and he was talking about how, like you said, and how Jordan and Kobe were different in their approach of how they would do it, but they were still the same in their determination to be the best. And I like that because it means there's different levels or different ways to success. You don't have to act like someone else. You just have to have the right passion, purpose and plan to get there. Now, like I was on another podcast earlier and because you're from Detroit, I forgot I had to talk about it my favorite player of all time was Dennis Rodman mm-hmm. because um, for me, our, our lives kind of, um, you know, like when I was in the military, um, put me in the field and I'm the greatest soldier ever. Put me back in the rear with the, with the gear and the people and the captains, I'm a shit bag. And mm-hmm. same thing with, with Dennis Rodman, you get him on the court, you ask him to get a rebound. You ask him to do the dirty work. He's willing to do the dirty work. Yep. And I think people like that, you know, like I read an interview, listened to an interview with um, Charles Barkley, and he was talking trash to uh, Dennis. And Dennis said, I got five rings. Yep. You got none. 
So think about that. A guy that is just didn't care about scoring, just wanted to get, re- get the rebound and get the steal. And I think a lot of times, like, you know, doing podcasts, I was listening to an episode today. Oh, I can't. Re- oh, the guy that wrote um, Atomic Habits. Mm-hmm. James Clear. James Clear. And he was saying that, you know, people that don't succeed are the ones that can't handle boredom of doing the same thing over and over again. Yep. So I think a lot of why, you know, a lot of people that start podcasting is they, they don't realize it's work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to work yeah. and you got to be consistent. Let people know, you know, when the episodes are going to drop and stay consistent. Yeah. I'm actually reading Atomic Habits right now, too. I like to yep. read a lot. And those were the two books that I've been reading. So that's kind of funny that you brought it. Yeah. I, I just finished it this morning. Matter of fact, I'm on my walk. Yeah. And no, that's, that's good. To, uh, Think and Grow Witch by Napoleon Hill. Perfect. So what books would you recommend? Because now you got me thinking of that type of stuff. So you mentioned Atomic Habits, you mentioned Winning, and you mentioned Thinking Go Rich by Napoleon Hill. What other books would you recommend people? Well, one, well, one that I'm taking a deep dive in because I found, an, and I'm such a victim of it, um, a lot of people, you know, and me, including me, would just do a Facebook post and then just copy and paste it everywhere but get no traction mm-hmm. so i started i read think you know uh, uh was it jab 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 right hook mm-hmm. and i but now i'm actually taking a deep dive into studying and realizing that each platform has its own rules yeah so like for linkedin i didn't realize that if you do a post and it's you don't put the link in the comments, it gets 650% more reach than if you put the link in the body of the body of it. Oh, really? I so, didn't know. That. So if you put the link in the comments, you get more reach than if you put the link in the post. Yep. Cause they don't want people going, leaving, leaving the, um, I will fix that thing. now. Thank you. Thank you. Cause I've been putting the link in the thing. I did not know that. You know, and, but like I said, you know, people don't realize that, you know, like Instagram, I was just thinking, you know, pray and spray, just paste, you know, but high resolution pictures do great on Instagram. Mm-hmm. You know, if you get a post that says something like, um, you know, and, and has an infographic, you know, five steps to success, that does great on Pinterest. But for me, I was just doing the same post everywhere and not getting any traction. So I think jab, 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 right hook would be a great p- for per people that don't know what, you know, what you should put on each platform. So I think that would be book and anything by Gary V crush it, crushing it. Yep. Um, jab, 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 right hook, anything by him. Um, if you don't, if you need the starter, cause it kind of like I'm a low tech redneck. So even it's easy for me to understand. It's not hard. You know, a lot of people put out books and you're like, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't understand. So, but his, some, all his books are pretty, are pretty uh, easy. And then I got a book I just picked up. It's called Talk Like Ted. And it goes into talking about why the most popular TED Talks, why they're so popular and how to talk to people and how to use voice inflections. So Talk Like Ted would probably be another one. No, that's good. I've, I've read some of Gary's. I've not read Talk Like Ted. I've read Crushing It. I have not read Jab, 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 Right Hook. But I followed a lot of Gary's stuff. It's stuff's good. Yeah. I like so it. If, you, if you, somebody's saying, you know what, you know, I, I don't know what, you know, Pinterest is or I don't know what Instagram is, it'll t- it actually breaks it down and tells you what what are um, quality content to put on each, mm-hmm. each platform. So for 20 bucks or whatever, you're getting – you know, you're getting mastermind quality stuff for 20 bucks. So, yeah. And that's amazing because like I found myself falling into that same habit of because time is time and you don't always have a lot of it. We're like, I would post on Facebook and I posted on Instagram and I posted on LinkedIn, same thing. And then I found that, no, you're right. Certain things like I can do a long form on Facebook and I get like a lot of interaction and content. I try to do a long form on Instagram. It just goes away. Like, but goes you have a home. beautiful picture up there. If you have something that's high res, yep, it's going to catch people's eyes, and I'm and I'm just learning that only in the last week or so. So I'm I'm still learning so much. Yeah, 
but and but that's the nice thing about this journey is we just get to keep learning, we keep get to growing and meeting new people and seeing things through different lenses that maybe we just didn't look at that pattern before. And unfortunately, you know, people when they first started out in business, like my friend Patrick Burt um, talks about, you know, scared money don't make money. Yeah. And sometimes you have to invest in even like StreamYard. It's twenty five dollars a month. Um, I have a guy that promotes my podcast. So, I, you know, sometimes you got to pay to get your graphics done right. Mm-hmm. You know, if your graphic looks like crap, nobody's going to look at it. But a lot of people think I'm just going to make a podcast and put it up there. And then you put it up to like a, a Rogan or if you put it up to an Ed Milet, it looks like shit. Mm-hmm. So why are people going to listen to you? You know, yeah. so sometimes you got to spend a little bit of money. I mean, you don't have to break the bank. I think you could start off starting a successful podcast for less than $200 a month. And that's including, you know, um, promotion. That's including your 20, your, your cameras and all that stuff. So for $200 a month, you probably eat at Burger King more than that. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, and you don't have to have the biggest, like, I only have an iPhone. Mm-hmm. You know, I got an iPhone. So that's all you really need to, if you want a podcast. You don't have to go crazy because some of Gary's best videos is like him at a garage sale. Yeah. Picking something up. Or, <laughs> yes. But it had 10 million, you know, 10 million views. Yeah. So sometimes, you know, like you said, we're talking about earlier the paralysis of analysis. Sometimes you're just think overthinking shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do test and act. Cause you mentioned this earlier and I, I wanted to come back to it. Success is boring. It's doing the right thing over and over again, knowing that the results there, most people don't like to do boring things, but once you get the system down, if you keep repeating it and all, it's just the sky's the limit. You can write your own checks. You can do the right things, but you just have to find what is it that's going to work for you. Well, you know, and like Coach Hallis says, you know, when he said when he was coaching or Bear Bryant, I don't remember which one. He says, just do the little things perfectly. He said, I'd rather have 11 guys that do the little things perfectly than 11 guys that make a big play once in a while. Yeah, Yeah. because consistency is key. Time over tension, like with working out, with doing anything, it takes time to grow. Don't neglect the... uh, the small beginnings because there's no overnight success. Like you mentioned with Tom Brady, Gary V, any of those people, they did just all of a sudden become an overnight success. We just see the results of the work that they did for the whole period of time. You know, and a lot of people like you'll see, you know, Brady, you know, he's got seven Super Bowls, but they don't see him like training camp opens at nine in the morning. He's there at seven. Yeah. They don't see him when training camp ends. He's there for another two hours. He constantly works on his, footwork his food intake what he's putting in his body so you, you don't see that all that stuff you know you just see that's on sunday but you don't see tuesday morning sitting in the wet grass you know you don't see that and if you've been doing it for 20 years so i'm sure you know tuesday wednesday morning sitting in wet grass kind of gets old yeah. but I, I guess he knows well this is what i got to do to get number eight yeah i think he will like, I honestly, I think he will. Like, it's just, I love, whether people like him or not, he, I understand he, it's football, people are going to love or hate the player. But his ability to be consistent over that long of a time is unheard of. Like, there's been better quarterbacks in the NFL than Brady. They just haven't been more Super Bowl winning quarterbacks than Brady. And well, that's the at, difference. Look at me, like, I'm a big, I'm a, I'm a big sports guy. I mm-hmm. can talk forever. You know, Jeff George, when he came out of college, he had the best arm ever, hands down, done. Yep. Three or four years he's out of the league because he didn't have the mindset. You know, he got kicked out of the Raiders, got kicked out of the Colts because he just didn't have the mindset that, okay, I'm going to keep my mouth shut. I'm going to get my playbook. I'm going to get the work done. Yep. Well, mindset's everything. It really is. Like, I've seen so many people succeed more because they had the right mindset. They put the work and they did what they needed to do. And you hear this in sales. I'm sure you hear this in podcasts and all over um, where it says that, like, you know, hard work beats lazy talent when lazy talent doesn't work. The gold is when you have talent and you work hard. That's the key. Yeah, I mean, and honestly, like I said, I'm a, I'm a Lakers fan since I've been a kid. I'm not a LeBron fan. Um, I like his basketball, but I don't like him personally. But that's a different story. But, um, you know, 
if Kobe said that if Shaq had the work ethic, they would have another, won another three or four titles. Yeah. If he would have had the, you know, so there, there you go to somebody that has, you know, the mindset, you know, that warrior, that black Mamba mindset where Shaq was having fun, you know, making music videos, making, making movies. I mean, he's still one of the greatest of all time, but it could, he could have went a lot further if he had the Mamba mindset. Yeah. Yeah. So this has been a great show so far. Is there any other parting words of wisdom that you have for my listeners here? Anything that you'd want to leave them with, encourage them with? Um, like I said, like my T-shirt says, um, today I decide are the three most important words in the English language. Um, now, the reason why I'm so big on today, I decide, because um, last year we had I threw my own mental health summit. It was called Today I Decide. And we had 10 different speakers come in and talk about mental health. And so that's why, you know, people that if you're struggling with anything, just make the decision to get healthy again. You know, if you're struggling in a business, make the decision. Are you willing to pay the price or are you just going to stay in mediocrity? So I, that's, that's my whole thing is, guys, you know, just make a decision. Because even if you don't make a decision, you made a decision. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? So just make a decision to better your life. And for me, like vertical momentum, like my my podcast tagline is the only way to go is but up. So, you know, make that decision to go up because anybody because once you go horizontal, you're dead. Mm -hmm. But once you go vertical, go to heaven. See that. So. So that's all, you know, that just say. And also the only other thing I would say is um, somebody asked me on a podcast, you know, if somebody asked me when I was 18 years old, what would I say to myself? And it would just be humble and be teachable because th those two things, you you will succeed so much in life if you're just humble and teachable. I love that. Richard, thank you again for being on my show. I super appreciate getting to know you. I'm definitely going to be checking your podcast out uh, soon. And for everyone listening, please go like, share, and send this out to someone that could hear and need to listen to this, um, that it could help them. And until next time, have an awesome night. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me.